road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. And this podcast is brought to you by Lamborghini El Diablo. Lamborghini El Diablo. Smart, savvy, dependable. Kelly Blue Book says its resale value is higher than Honda. And J.D. Power & Associates says it's got a three-star safety rating, which is good for a sports car. Sure, they cost $200,000, but they last twice as long. Guys, check out Lamborghini El Diablo. Type this podcast in the box and get 10% off. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profession Confession. This is your host, Gabe Noah, with the Brown Bomber. Next to me, as always, Tevin Pittman. We sit here by the fireside in beautiful Studio 6, deep in the corner of Studio 6 in Gus Lynch Memorial Podcast Studio. Gus Lynch is my friend who died by falling off a pyramid. So we wanted to memorialize him with a podcast studio. Um, but uh, so good for you, Gus. Love and miss you. Um, this week's episode, we have a rural cop. And uh, this is just a fun little chat. We had uh, co-hosts. We had Wendy Mayberry, who's a comedian from town and who's, who's a very, 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 six varies, good comedian. And then the other voice you're going to hear is B who uh, you'd know her as a stripper from episode 25, but uh, she's kind of going to be joining the podcast as our logo, as our, uh, we want to get horny guys to listen to the show. So we're having B around more. She's also doing production work and all that. So we're very happy to have her aboard and thank you to B. And then uh, thanks to Studio 6, Kevin and Damien. They're uh, the ones who made our new studio possible. So check out uh, pictures if you want to see us on, on social media, Facebook you, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. We'll have those up. And uh, we also have a Patreon site that is getting up online here. We, we've, we've actually got it up, but we're going to be adding a lot of stuff soon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a site where you can, it's, you don't have to do it, anything like that. It's a site where you can kind of, if you're a fan of our show, you can go on and pledge you know, a small dollar amount. What's the smallest one, Tevin? Uh, a dollar. A dollar. My God. Fucking, hey, am I worth a dollar to you? Uh, one dollar a month. And for that, you know, whatever it is, it's graduated levels. And uh, you'll get more stuff for it. So we have some stuff up there now. We're going to be adding some. But lots of exclusives. We're going to start doing more live shows. But we just really need the money to, you know, basically make our show a lot better uh we think our show is 50 percent of what it can be if we had time to you know just basically uh not be working and having families and all that stuff so you know bribes we have to pay to people there uh it's it's amazing the shit that comes up and uh we could do, be doing a lot more so if you enjoy the show we'd really appreciate it and uh, just go to patreon.com slash profession confession podcast and uh give a little 
but we'll we'll like we're gonna have super cool shit on there actually where you get to be in on production meetings um i don't know tevin what else Three bonus episodes are up there right now. We're going to have video content and uh, some nudes. Tevin, are you doing nudes? Tevin and B are doing nudes. So boys and girls. And uh, maybe I'll shave my beard or something. (laughs) All right. And, uh, of course, there's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube's going to be adding a lot of stuff. So we got a bunch of exciting shit coming up. Our 50th episode's coming up. I should say thanks again to City Pages. We won Best Podcast in uh, in Minnesota. You know, I'm going to say the Midwest. So uh, enjoy the episode. This is a fun one, not super heavy. You're going to have a good time. Thanks and keep sharing and rating. <laughs> Bye. On this episode of Profession Confession, he keeps the peace, kills bad guys, fucks the women, burns, I don't know if any of that's true, but he is a rural sheriff's deputy. That's right. Yes? And uh, we're not saying where, I believe, but let's just say there's tons of meth there. (laughs) There's meth everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I believe where you are, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, there's a significant amount. So I know I used to have to make a lot of pickups there. Yeah, that's true. And uh, no, but he's he's a sheriff's deputy. How long have you done it? Uh, I started in 2003 with the sheriff's department. Okay. So. Did you do any, because you were certified a little bit before that or not? Yeah, I went to recruit school uh, about two years before that and worked for the DNR and a couple other little agencies before that. Okay. You know, I didn't realize this when I first saw you walk in, but he does look like a cop. Oh, that's the right? first thing I noticed. You actually. did too? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for some reason I didn't see it. You, you do... Uh, yeah, like you, you, get could, movie, you could probably right? pick me out. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to make any undercover drug buys. No, I'm not that guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're... Um, what, and, and by the way, I should introduce the voices like a professional uh, because we have um, some, whatever, new co-hosts. We're doing a four-voicer here. We got Wendy Mayberry, comedian. Sitting in with us. Say yeah. hi, Wendy. Hello. And then we've got uh, the logo, B. Clark. <laughs> hi. Hello. And then Tevin. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. What got you into doing it? Like, uh, is your family in it or anything like that? Uh, no family history in it. It just uh, sounded interesting to me. Really? Yeah. What... Um, and I don't know how old you are, but did you do anything before you went into law enforcement? I was in the military, and then I, I did a That's not four, shocking either. Four, four years of college. And, okay. Um, what did you do in the, in the military? Uh, I was in the Navy. I sat around and uh, basically watched pumps run and fixed things. So nothing, nothing real exciting. Right. Yeah, you're right. That isn't. <laughs> no, no but I'm... Uh, it's just I was at, uh, we had a hostage negotiator in. He was on the episode. He said, I guess he did military work that sort of dovetailed with being a police officer. So he got to move up the ranks faster, sort of. Did it help? You know, did your military background help? Um, I think it probably. Uh, I think it probably just the being comfortable with the command structure and that kind of thing. I think yeah. helps when you get hired, things like that. I think it, it probably helps you get fit in. Yeah, um, being able to you know take orders and 
right. understand chain of command and that kind of thing, I think is, is important. Absolutely. Did you, are you a rules guy? Would you say like, I mean, sometimes uh-huh. do you have a need for like, are you a well-disciplined, like I'm not a, in my personal life. I'm not a, I'm not a real rules person. My, I, I run a pretty loose ship at my house with my okay. kids and kids and whatever. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so you're, you're very, um, soft-spoken here and all that stuff like you're very um i'm gonna say ah shucks which is always a likable quality (laughs) do you when you do traffic stops stuff like that is that harder for you to like turn on oh i i have a persona when i go to work do you oh yeah that's what i was wondering okay something that you turn on a little bit yeah and i can certainly be the you know large and in charge sort of in your face sort of cop cop when i need to be sure yeah Um, but I'm not saying that you seem like a pussy to be no, clear. No, no, <laughs> to, to be uh, totally clear. Right. You know, some some of those guys, the cop persona is there. It's the way they are. Uh-huh. You know, and they're like that 24/7. I don't know how they can do it, but right. Me, when I get home, I I want to relax and yeah. I don't want to. You know, the whole world is not black and white to me. Yeah, I mean, this is my this is my take on cops. Just so we get this out of the way, <laughs> because I used to be very. You know, I'd find myself on the wrong side of. Uh, uh, the rules maybe sure and um and but i really love i think like 25 percent of the cops or 30 <laughs> but like i find them to be fucking great guys and i love uh whatever listening to the stories and all that stuff but then there's things like i got and, and i'm not asking you to answer for this or comment on it even but that there'd be people who my wife and I got pulled over, and it was like a 23-year-old flat-top kid that you can tell he's just right out of. And the aggression, like, I'm, I have my children in the back. Like, I mean, I, you're not even expecting, you know, like any hostility. And it was so just, we just got a dip in, and he's like, do you have anything to do? I mean, it was so aggressive. I, I hate that question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that drives me nuts. And I always say, yeah, I was speeding. I'm always clear, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been doing it, but I did it, and whatever. Well, and, and law enforcement is, you know, everyone's got a story about, you know, running, of course. running into a cop or, yeah. you know, this or that or their friend or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, there's there's always that out there. And typically when you have contact with law enforcement, you're not having your best day. Yeah. So your your likelihood that you're not going to be real happy with the situation is high. Yeah. So even if even if it has nothing to do with you know what I'm doing or what what the cop is doing. So. Yeah. The only time I feel like it's a good day is when you're getting pulled over for getting roadhead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Seen that, seen that a few times. What up? <laughs> have you really? pulled anybody? Oh yeah. You have. Really. Yeah. And then what? Ha- what do you say? Uh, well, yeah, hang on. What's a, what's yeah. that scenario? Do you know why yeah. you were swerving, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I just uh, we. Uh, I was field training a guy and and uh, and he sucked your dick. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how that went. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we had a car kind of going all over the road in front of us, and I'm like, "Are you gonna stop this thing or what?" And uh, so we were thinking we got a drunk, and uh, he flips on the lights and. All of a sudden, there's two heads in the car <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> so he goes up there, and he did a good job with it. And uh, what do you say? Well, that was that was with a, another guy I work with, and uh, and he's like, oh, I should be a little more careful, uh, you know, when you're driving on the road or whatever. So he he let him off. It was it was kind of a nothing deal. We laughed about it a little bit. I um, what ticket do you get written up for if you were to give him a ticket? 
that like it's not uh, indecent exposure in a tent of driving i don't know in a tent of driving <laughs> too much dick in the mouth while behind <laughs> yeah. i'm gu- i'm guessing you could probably write them just about any ticket and they're not going to show up to court <laughs> <laughs> i got when i was in high school um with my whatever with a girlfriend i got uh the flashlight at the window while get not <laughs> not had but, but uh you know i was doing it <laughs> What the cops say to you? I, well, um, he said, "Wow, that's a hell of a big load you just blew." <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I just rem- I think he actually pretended like it didn't happen. Is what I recall that he was just kind of being very professional and asking what we're doing out there. Because uh, I know we got pulled out and the flashlights in our face and stuff like that. But uh, we were we were in a church parking lot, which people from my hometown will know what <laughs> what that is. But. Uh, but yeah, no, just got let go, nothing bad. I've had great interactions with cops in my whole life, except for when I got beat up by them. Have you ever and gotten detained. a ticket? I've been detained a lot. And what's that? Have you gotten a ticket? Have you? Me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got Really? A, oh, in my younger days, sure. How about as a cop? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, got, I got one. Can't um, you, you, like, pull some strings and, like... Well, like I'm a cop too. You most know? most of the time, I mean, I, I don't I don't really do anything that's going to get me, uh, you know, I don't I don't drunk drive or anything like that. But, Didn't you but get pulled the, over in your squad? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You got pulled over in your squad car? I did. Holy shit! For what? Say <laughs> so the balls on the other guys. <laughs> I was uh, to bring someone to the hospital for a mental health hold for us is quite a drive. Okay. Um, depending on which hospital we go to, it can be. Uh, about a eight hour round trip. So I was on that run and I was, it was my Friday and <laughs> um, I, I just want to get home. Yeah. And so I, you had already dropped the guy off. Yeah. So, okay. So the speed limit was 65 and I got the cruise set at 80 and, uh, I get pulled over. And, uh, I think that kid had been out of recruit school for about two weeks because <laughs> he walked up on the car, like he was going to do a felony stop and <laughs> right. was, was pushing down on the trunk. Like someone's going to pop out of my trunk and whatever. And push he, down on the trunk. That's a technique or a, yeah, a thing you do. That's the thing that they teach to make sure it's not unlatched and yeah, like, make sure it's, oh, okay. you know, I don't know, someone's going to jump out or whatever. Right. Um, and then he's standing by my, uh, by my B post, the, the second post on the car, kind of hiding behind that. And I'm like, you know I'm armed. Right. And, and I got a machine gun laying next to me. Right. And and he's, do you have any idea how fast you're going? Uh-huh. Yeah, the crew said at 80. You know, what, what's the problem? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what a weird interaction. As oh, it kind it, of like, yeah. It was. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, do you want my driver's license or ID or what do you want? I'm in a fully marked squad. I mean, it's right. It's clear what's going on. I put on my lights when he when he stopped me. I'm like, eh, you right. did? Oh yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> your class right. and raise you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so it was it was pretty. What funny. did you think he was doing when he was pulling you over? Like, I mean, was there part of you going, he needs my help for something? Well, I, was, I was like, he came up behind me pretty quick, and the lights came on. I'm like, I was kind of surprised because. And because uh, I saw him on the on the side of the road there, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't even break, didn't even break, right? No, no. I, so he he took my ID and uh, my credentials and stuff, and he's he's gone for a long time. And there was another. He was a small town cop, and at some point, uh, a deputy backed him up, and I could tell. <laughs> 
I could tell that deputy was extremely embarrassed by the whole situation. And, really? Uh, yeah. And uh, so that kid finally comes back up. I say kid. He's probably like 22, 23, something yeah, like that. Yeah, a kid. Yeah. yeah. So he comes back up, and he's like, well, what's going to happen here is Holy my, uh, my, my management's going to talk to your management. I'm like, my management's not going to give a shit, so right. you know, have a good day. <laughs> so. Did you say that? Yeah. Like, oh, God. So is that a like? Would you say that among cops, that is a sort of like an unsaid fringe benefit of like, look, I'm going to speed a little bit. You're not going to pull me over. I'm not going to pull you over. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, say, it's a dick I, I would move. Say, I would say with, within reason. I mean, it's not right. like I was driving 100. Right. You know, so and it, it was kind of funny because about three days later, I happened to be in the office and and uh, the field service captain is like, hey, when you got a minute, come into my office. I'm like, is this about, is this about that that PD? Uh huh. He's like, no. What happened with that? So I tell him the story, and he gets all done. He's like, fuck them. Or <laughs> 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 like, are there interdepartment rivalries? Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, openly, would you say like that? Ah, uh, yeah. 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 What's an example of that? Like, you know, you don't have to say the exact names, obviously, but well, you like, have nicknames for all the neighboring cops, don't you? Oh, I, you, you hang around me long enough, you'll get a nickname. So that's just kind of the way it is. But some of them are more disparaging than others. Okay. So. What is it t- like? I mean, is a typical rivalry like we don't like the highway department if you're in the sheriff's or, the, you know, highway patrol if you're sheriff's deputy? or Well, that there, there's certainly some of that. Um, it seems like highway patrol is roundly dicks. <laughs> well, you know, they're a state agency, especially in, in uh, Wisconsin where I work. They're... Uh, they have full authority, but they basically don't do anything except write traffic tickets and inspect vehicles once. Right. So they're uh, they're kind of pigeonholed into you know pretty pretty uh, narrow yeah. field and and they have they have a lot of a lot of upper level management that micromanages those guys to a degree that most people wouldn't be able to put up with. Right. So. And and what's the so you're a sheriff's deputy i you know i understand that sheriff's department is more like the county and city yep. police or okay is are, are there any other distances or differences between police and sheriffs well the sheriff uh has some additional duties uh, we have to do a, we have to do paper service uh run a jail um, paper service is that like um, whatever warrants? serving or like serving uh, well, evictions, like if you're getting like divorced that. or whatever you can, you can have a deputy you know serve it yeah so we have a paper service department and uh, we do transports for you know the jail and stuff like that so, okay um, so but in a, in a rural area uh, where I live the sheriff's department is the primary law enforcement agency you know okay. you, you get down in you know the metro area the the police department is the primary okay of course in a, in a rural area like where i live it's we, we are the you know basically if uh follow us fails you call us okay so. is one considered amongst police to be i don't know higher qualifications better in any way or you know what's the well I, th- I think it uh i think it depends on where you are sure uh, in a metro area i would guess working for the pd is probably more desirable Okay. Um, but in a in a rural area, certainly we get uh, we make more than than the the, the PDs. We have better equipment, uh, more more room for 
advancement and cross training and that kind of stuff. Here's a here's a fascinating thing that I thought of. Um, there's a lot there's a lot of police porn. You almost never see sheriff department porn. It's hard to find when it's dress up. It's a great point. For girls, it's sheriff. It's always police. You know that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to make polyester look good, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you it's do that it. Brown though. Color. That brown polyester yeah. is hard to make it look good, but you got nice round shoulders, <laughs> a good yeah. jaw. I'd so. like to see you in in a, in a pornography. <laughs> I have serving that. papers. Yeah. <laughs> what, you ever then, been attacked by a civilian? I mean, had a use of force or? Uh, well, a couple of those. Is it bad, and then sex like, talk? Actually what? trying to, all, yeah, it's because yeah. he went to the point. Use of like, force? Uh, tried to kill you? Has anyone tried to kill you? Um, I've been shot at once, been uh, rammed uh, in my car. I got my car rammed. Same. It, they all work as porn metaphor. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, shot at rammed. Had a, had a guy try and push me into traffic. Um, oh. So, really? Yeah. What what uh, so let's let's take those one at a time. Shot at. Um, How'd that happen? A, a guy was uh, having, I guess you know, kind of a PTSD episode. He was a he's a, a veteran and apparently apparently had you know bad time. Over, yeah. Over in the sandbox or whatever. Is that a scary call now at this like how our society is like when you hear ex-vet kind of thing is. Well, no, I'm not. I, I, typically, typically veterans are you know very respectful and yeah. easy to deal with, but you know they they are they are trained. And, yeah. You know, a little more dangerous, right? I suppose. Um, but he was he was having a bad domestic and uh, he had gone out in the front yard with a rifle. And he laid in the in the garden, waiting for us to pull in the yard. Jesus! And uh, did you know that ahead of time? Yeah, his wife his wife told us that on the phone, and so of course we didn't. Wow. Pull, we didn't pull in the driveway, and then yeah. later on when we were staging up and getting around the getting around the place, I uh, I came I came down the road and stepped out from a hedge, and uh, as I stepped back. Uh, he winged around off, and wh- whether he actually shot at me right. or you know shot in the air or whatever is you know up for debate. But but cl- sca- clo- yeah. closer than most people would have. Yeah, did that, so. I mean, make your heart go. I, uh, oh, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty high stress call for sure. He, as we were getting the SWAT team out there, um, he ran off into the woods, and never to be seen again. <laughs> no, we we saw him. <laughs> Uh, we we ended up we ended up uh, finding him about a couple hours later, and at that point he had uh, ditched the gun. He had actually put it over at a neighbor's house. Did he live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he canoed his head. No, no. Yeah. As, as far to. as I know, he's still around. I was uh, I had I had brought my rifle on that call, and I was uh, after he winged around, I was I was gonna shoot him, and uh, I. Uh, Went went down, uh, prone, and uh, did did a breathing exercise to calm, and uh, ended up breathing breathing out and fogging up my glasses, and that's that was actually when I decided to get get LASIK. <laughs> right. So um, that's uh, pretty <laughs> fucking funny, actually. But he wrote you a thank you note, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He what? Was, What's that? What? He wrote you a thank you note. Yeah, a number. Yeah, probably probably two years later, he uh, kind of wrote me a apology slash thanks for not shooting me note. Right. So from prison. Yeah. 
But the um, only thing that saved him was you breathing. Yeah. Right? You, you were gonna. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna take a shot at him for sure. So. Um, and you would have hit him. Because you're marksman. Probably, probably, yeah. So, so, are you the sniper for the SWAT team, or uh, we we have uh, a couple of guys that are on the rifle team. So okay, I'm I'm one of them. I'm I'm kind of cross trained because we are a small team, and so I uh, I do entry team stuff too. So okay, I, I get I get a little bit of everything. Blow the door or, or use the uh, whatever the concrete. We do have uh, you know a ballistic breaching shotgun. Um, okay, really? It's, it's not something we use very much. We've uh, the tactics of That's that. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> breaching shotgun. <laughs> I, don't I, don't do it. I, don't, I don't recommend that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, no, it's the tactics of of SWAT teams have been changing pretty rapidly lately and a lot of times we'll we'll break the door and just hold there and try and call people out to us okay so instead of charging through the house with with guns and and that that stuff so how do you um how do you take stress in your life like before being a sheriff's department like are you someone you feel like do you get you know i've seen cop there are guys who get angry you know yeah there's there's uh certainly I went through a, a dark period and, uh, you know, had some depression issues and some of that kind of stuff that, uh, you know, had to, had to actually go and deal with. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, a difficult job that way. Yeah. And, and the stress can start building up on you whether you realize it or not. That's gotta be a huge, like, I, I don't know, um, a very difficult thing to be open with depression in the police yeah because there is a real stigmatism for Huge. taking you know medications or any of that kind of stuff for it and it, it is a real problem in law enforcement i've i've personally known five cops that have that have killed themselves really so you figure you know i've been doing this for you know a little over 15 years so that's that's a lot yeah i mean that's like uh comics i mean that's comic level all, yeah. You know, do you know how do you know when your stress is getting too high or what do you do about that or do you is it not a problem anymore well, I I uh, exercise. I actually um, I, I take medication for uh, depression, and uh, I uh, try and try and have uh, broad horizons as far as uh, friend groups and that kind of thing. Yeah. One of the one of the problems in law enforcement is you, know, you work nights and you work weekends, and um, you know your your days off are are weird. You know, I I have like one out of every uh, four weekends off. Right. So it's it's hard for me to have, you know, normal, normal friends that have normal schedules. And, yeah. And so you end up you end up a lot of times hanging out with just cops. Yeah. And when you hang out with just cops, you start to view the world as well. There's cops and there's there's us and them. Everyone else. Yeah. And that that's a that's a really bad place to get into. Yeah. Is that talked about in law enforcement? Would you say? Like, I mean, is that something that. I don't know. Everyone is aware of that. Seems like a kind of enlightening I, thing. I don't think so. I okay. Th- I think there's a real, a real problem in law enforcement just talking about the issues that that are are obviously there. You know, the right suicide rate and depression and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So. I think it's it's awesome that you talk about it because I've never thought of that about being. Um, it's really easy to think of civilians having a bad day, you know, and that's yeah. why you got pulled over. But to think that cops do too and have that, and you don't really give them much. Allowance for that? What's the worst death that you've ever seen that you you can think of? Sorry, and if that's a triggering thing, I'm sorry, but um, I'm curious. Yeah, as far as that affected me personally, 
Uh, no, no, no. Like well, most gruesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that you've seen it in the field. Um, there was a guy I knew uh, personally that that shot himself with a with a high power rifle, and um, it. Uh, and you were sent on the. I was the first one there. Oh God! So and uh, his uh, his his brains and skull were basically all over the yard, and so we ended up you know walking around with gloves on, picking up you know parts of his. Holy shit! Yeah. So. Holy shit! How do you? And th- oh, that was a friend of yours. Uh, or you know, he, someone you he knew. He was someone I knew. Right. Um, I was friendly with him. Yeah. Uh, I knew who he was and where he worked and that kind of stuff. Do knew, you knew about his personal life? Do you break down on the job ever? Like, I mean, there must be obviously there's stigma around that. Yeah. I, I, personally, I never have. Okay. Um, there's. Um, a lot, a lot of dark humor that goes into those yeah. sort of calls. Uh, unfortunately, and I know it, it looks terrible, but you almost, you almost have to. I mean, I, I truly believe you have to. It's, a, it's a way to deal with it. I don't know. What's the darkest call you've been on? Um, for me personally, there was a, an incident where, um, during a domestic, the guy uh, beat up his girlfriend, and she grabbed two of the kids. And ran out of the house, and then the guy decided to beat up uh, on this infant, uh, like a one-year-old, and uh, did did serious injuries to this kid to the point where we didn't we weren't sure the kid was going to live. He punched. So uh, was it his biological kid? Um, I, I don't know why that I, matters to I me. I don't. Just, yeah, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. But I I ended up I have I had a kid. I have a kid the, that's the same age as that kid, uh-huh. and so it, it uh, that one really bothered me for quite oh, a while. To not beat the fucking sh- like to like to resist just killing him. Oh know? yeah, I was, he got he got brought up to the jail by another guy, and I was I was so thankful I didn't have to bring him up to the jail because I was I was so angry that oh yeah somebody could could do that to you know an infinite infant at, uh, you didn't see it happening did you or like walk up on it at the uh, you know well i was i was uh i cleared the house and uh went in there with and and found the kid so okay i, I mean just i can't even i don't know i don't know if your brain would let you see a fucking adult punching a, a baby is so sick i can't even believe it what i mean how much yeah, of that you know stuff that on the job? Okay, or have you heard anything more about that at all? Um, I heard later on that the kid was lived and um, w- that they weren't expecting uh, long-term issues. That's good. So, wow. But I, beyond that, I don't know what the what the prognosis was. What do you do? You, like, did you believe in good and evil? Like that people can be inherently evil or good before you went in the job, and has that changed? I don't know. Right. I mean, there's, there's certainly been some some people. Uh, I'm thinking of a, a juvenile. He's an adult now, but a juvenile I used to deal with quite a bit. That uh, he seemed perfectly capable of anything. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what the kid's problem was, if what his background was or what, but uh, he uh, he certainly had issues. And where like you see it coming since you're in the field. There's nothing oh, yeah. I can do about yeah. it, but. He uh, he tried to uh, stab his girlfriend's father um, at like thirteen. 
Right. And just 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 missed his eye and caught caught the guy in the the side of the skull and you know gave him a pretty good gash, but yeah, you know, was was millimeters away from sticking a knife in the guy's eye. Yeah. No, it's it's real. Like to. Uh, I remember, whatever, realizing in college that I shouldn't get in fights anymore because I saw a fight where a guy was sitting on another guy's chest just like, you know, the guy's knocked out and he's hit five more times or something. I'm like, I'm not capable of doing that to someone. So if you're not willing to fight that way, you shouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, best to avoid yeah, physical confrontations absolutely, with people. Especially when you're weak, like me. <laughs> well, <laughs> You just never know when someone's going to get get a good shot on you either. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And with all like the martial arts and wrestling, you never know. Even the smallest guy can be trained to kill you with his you say, pinky. Yeah, unarmed is not not dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the most significant fights I've been in as a cop was with a guy who probably was 120 pounds. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, me and this. Uh, Deputy I used to work with, he's he's not with us anymore, but uh, he that particular deputy was in very good shape, martial arts trained, uh, real solid guy. I worked with him a lot. Uh, we went to a kind of a, it was called in as a burglary in progress, but really it, it ended up being kind of a domestic situation where the they had, they had had a fight in the morning. The guy had left to go fishing, and she changed the locks on him and went, when uh, when he came back, the brother called it in as a as a burglary in progress. And uh, anyways, we got there and we're dealing with both of them. And the the one that called it in had a warrant, so I arrested him and put him in my car. And the other guy that was uh, having the domestic, uh, my uh, cohort decided that he was going to arrest him for the domestic. And I. Uh, could hear the yelling and banging from outside when I was putting the guy in the car, so I, I went running back in there, and and uh, they're in a little kitchen, probably 10 by 10 kitchen, and uh, they're fighting over his gun. And uh, over the cop's gun, or the, yeah. yeah, okay, wow. So and uh, I'm I went running over there and basically field goal kicked that guy <laughs> in in the ribs, and it, any normal person it would have put him down. Um, but he was high on meth and cranked out, and uh, it, it didn't hardly phase him. So I ended up, I ended up hitting him a bunch of times with my my flashlight and spraying him, and we uh, broke doors and stuff in the kitchen, and it was just, it was just a mess. But the guy, the guy was so strong and not feeling any pain. Yeah. That. Uh, you gotta tell him about the call afterwards. Hold on, the guy. Did you say the? Some of the residents of the house called you later. And oh yeah, the the I guess the father of the house owner called us later and said, "Yeah, I don't mean to question your you guys's you know techniques, but you know, what happened in the kitchen here?" So we we did just you know we we were banging against the cabinets and the fridge and broke all sorts of stuff and. And, were uh, you bouncing him off those things? Yeah. Is it, well, right. was, it was just it was just a melee um, in this yeah. like little ten by ten kitchen. And is it like a movie yeah. where like you see the toaster sitting there and you just grab the toaster and hit him in the face <laughs> with it too? Oh, it was that guy felt nothing, and uh, and yeah, he ended up he ended up getting a bloody nose from getting his head banged on the on the countertop, and you know, oh, darn it, <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was uh, quite eye-opening because he was, 
he was a small guy. He was probably you know five foot four and one hundred and twenty pounds. That, yeah, so. I've been beat up twice in my life. The guys that size. Well, I yeah. got too much heart, <laughs> too much will. <laughs> Wrestlers. What? There's a. Oh, sorry. You've told me before that almost all suicidal guys have one thing in common. Oh yeah, they forgot the golden rule. So, which is? Which is <laughs> most of the time when guys are suicidal, it's over a woman. And yeah. they, they seem to forget that there's other women in the world. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and lots of them. Oh, I thought you were going to say do one to others. Is <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. tell them the golden rule <laughs> the, golden, the golden rule is every girl's got one. So Everyone girl's got Oh, you need to say what you say. Every, every girl's got a vagina. Yes, 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 it's true. <laughs> and some of, one of them will let you see it there's again. A, there's always another one that will show it to you. So. Oh, yeah, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Um, when you're in that melee and it's going on, do you ever have thoughts where you, like, you're, I don't know, where your consciousness pokes out of this going, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, is this really the job that I want that I could die right now in this? <sighs> yeah. Yeah? I occasionally have that thought, but then you, you know, have another call that's really fun, and you're like, God, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. Oh, really? So. What's uh, what's an example of that call? Um, what's I, a fun call? I, I, I like... Uh, the titty bar, all the strippers right. got no, loose, we and we got to wrangle uh, them up. The strippers are yeah. fighting again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like looking for guys that uh, are dangerous and have warrants. And yeah. And going out at night and, you know, sneaking up on a house and trying trying to find a guy is, is great fun. Yeah. So especially especially when you find them. Is, so. Yeah. Is there one that sticks out to you is, like, you're kicking down doors and pulling somebody like out of a movie. house? Yeah. Well, not specifically. I mean, we... There's there's been there's been you know cases where we snuck up on a house and we're like well I can't see him in there but we'll bang on the door anyways and bang on the door and oh he's not here I just saw him run in the back room so I'll send him out here oh, okay you know <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, yeah what um how about sex related crimes not oh wait that's like rape sexual I'm not meaning assault that. Or... yeah no. <laughs> I was meaning more like comedy sex type things, but uh, we already covered that with blowjobs. It it went to a bad spot there. Um, Well, you have a talent, though, for interviewing people when they've been involved in that, right? You didn't say one of your... Well, I don't know if it's a talent, but I I think I am fairly good at putting victims at ease and, uh, you know, just explaining to them, you know, right off the bat that there's some questions I got to ask you and they're going to be extremely uncomfortable and just just know that it's part of the case and that uh you know we'll be as respectful and you know of your privacy as we can you mean for the for like a sexual assault or rape type situation you mean specifically those okay what um so okay i was once i shouldn't say this after the sexual assault thing i was once arrested it had nothing to do with that (laughs) i'm sorry i'm segueing but uh, i i she was bringing it back to that yeah is um and i was being a, a just a fucking dumb shit i deserve this completely but i got kicked out of a bar and the the cops came and they took me out the back but they said she would take him out the back or whatever and i just knew that was fucking trouble and i got bounced off every wall and door on the way out and i didn't blame him one bit i i earned it and I'm not saying, I'm not asking if you've ever done that. I, I'm sure you're, whatever. But when there's shit like that, like a rape, and you have the guy there or something like that, is there anything that among 
shit that you guys can do or that someone gets to do to give them a little fucking twist on the way out or something. I don't know. Or that you've heard of? Well, not not specifically. I mean, right. you're, living in a, you're living in a day and age where there's video cameras and that stuff everywhere. And, and I think even in the last 20 years, law enforcement has become more professional. Yeah. And uh, it... Uh, I... I just keep I just keep in mind that there's you know no call that's worth losing my career over. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's what I do to feed my kids and and all that stuff. And you don't uh, give an extra click on the handcuffs. But like no. yeah, like I mean a pedophile. <laughs> Have you ever like arrested a pedophile like in a really yep. ugly thing that you knew? Yep. Of? Pedophiles. Uh, pedophiles are, in my experience, easy arrests. They're usually completely cooperative and they tend to act like they're the victim. Do they really? Yeah. How so? Uh, they'll a lot of times they'll you know claim to be suicidal or or whatever, um, but yeah they they always seem to want to, the pity me sort of huh. response. So it seems like a lot of well, I've read but whatever a lot of them tend to admit it quickly or quicker or something like that. It's like because they say there's a it's this hobby or thing they've loved and they never get to tell anyone. So then when they get a chance, sort of that they'll dump it have you ever experienced that i have i have uh been sort of involved in that we you know we have investigators that uh that deal with a lot of that and typically on a sexual assault um i'll take the initial complaint Uh and most of the time if i can find the suspect or the suspect is known i'll go talk to that person and get them locked into a story okay so if, so, if, they'll, if they'll talk to me, you know. Did you train to do that to kind of have inter, you know, have techniques as the first point of contact? Well, to I've, set up the I've guys been later? into, I've been to, you know, inter- interrogation courses, you okay, know, interview and interrogation courses. But uh, sexual assaults are, are, you know, kind of their own little weird thing because there's only a couple defenses for sexual assault. You know, either it didn't happen. She wanted it. Or it did happen and it was consensual. Yeah. Or, you know, basically that's it. I'm an Italian man. What do you want from me? (laughs) So if you can can get them to tell you, well, it didn't happen and there's physical evidence that it did, that's great. Right. If you can get them to tell you that it it did happen but it was consensual, well, then then you're on to a story. Right. So... Um, I, if I can, if I can get that, the you know investigators usually appreciate that. Yeah. So, have you ever felt like you've saved someone during your job, or like done something where you go like, I don't know, that this is really worthwhile today, or I I made a difference. Yeah, I yeah. Just a few months ago, I did CPR on a guy, which I hardly ever do, and uh, he ended up living. Really? So, yeah, at least for a while. You, so. <laughs> That's good. He made it to the he made it to the trauma center. In, are you sure he didn't just in the metro string out his pain? <laughs> Maybe. But what what um, um you, have you had any like hot pursuit like chasing either on foot or pursuit. in vehicle like where you got to chase somebody down for a couple blocks? Oh yeah, I'm. You know, most of the time, most of the time when if I'm going to chase someone on foot. It's, you know, you're chasing barflies and drunks and <laughs> people that, uh, you know, smoke and everything else. They're, people that smoke? Yeah. <laughs> like, you mean cigarettes or? Uh, <laughs> they can't run as fast. Any, any, any <laughs> number of things, yeah. Right, but, right. 
Didn't you say the other day that you guys got to a swamp and it was crotch deep in a swamp and you went, yeah, we're not. Not not over that call. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And do the foot pursuits, they all end with you like taking a shortcut down an alley and then tackling them? (laughs) Yeah, catching them right at the intersection. (laughs) Do you ever tackle? Do you ever do a football tackle? No, usually my my technique is just to... uh, if I can see him, I'll just yell at him and be like, hey, I, I run a few miles a day. How far are we going? You know, oh, of, really? A lot of times they'll be like, ah, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> That's like a, like, a, like a lethal weapon movie line or something <laughs> like that. I run a couple of miles a day. How long are we going? So they tase you as part of your job? Yeah, I got tased uh, as part of the... Um, How'd that go? He came. That, uh, <laughs> that, that hurts a lot. Um, they, uh, I was probably about eight feet away from a wall, and they're like, see if you can go over and touch the wall. And not only could I not move and touch the wall, because I'm like, any pussy can take three steps and touch a wall. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, couldn't do it. And they're like, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it off when you touch the wall or hit the floor. And I couldn't get to the floor fast enough. Yeah. And it, it's, it's an amazing level of pain. So we tased ourselves for fun in college. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. My roommate... <laughs> teammate on the football team had a uh, had a taser and he we were just like sitting in the dorm room and like we should all just tase ourselves and so they all took turns we all took turns tasing ourselves in the leg hurt like a bitch who nope. ate the bread <laughs> what you jack off on bread and whatever <laughs> what? it's a wow it's a joke about circle jerks you're doing kinky circles no one's heard Is about jacking off on bread and then no. you the last guy no. eats the why, bread why the bread oh, the, oh. and the last guy oh everyone gosh, jacks yeah. out and the last guy to come because he's the most Wait, is this why you don't bad eat? masturbator? Right. I don't know. That's why I don't eat sandwiches. Well, that's, yeah, that's why you bread. This is no. like a thing or what? I've never I saw heard a this. porn recently where uh, the a bunch of guys like came into this taco and the girl had to eat it. That's uh, in Mexico. It's the same you thing. Just yeah, ruined tacos yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. No more taco yeah. Tuesdays. The girl <laughs> ate it. Yeah. We had tacos before we came. Oh. It was gross. Yeah. I don't think this is no. My taco that's had zero. Not taco coming. night at my house. There's. Yeah. What are you, did it, how about you? I'm sorry. Did it have anything, anything else in the taco? Yeah. Yeah. It was like <laughs> a, it was, no. It was it was a taco and like it was like like, like, guac, like 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 sauce. Like instead of taco sauce, it was cum. So but it was like twenty guys. There were a lot of guys. Wow. And they oh. were in a church also, but that's I don't know. Was it a soft shell or it was did a hard shell? You on? No, I not, okay. no that that for mm-hmm. once in my life. Yeah. Did not push it the other way. Mm-hmm. So with tasers as well, is it pe- do you get pepper sprayed? And is it like everybody says where you're in a room running around pepper spraying everybody? Um, when I got sprayed in recruit school, they just stood in the line and oh. sprayed everyone. <laughs> the stuff that we carried back then was a lot tamer than the stuff we carry now. So Do, uh, they, re- t- do they re-spray you every time the new product comes no, out? No, no. The stuff I carry now is such nasty stuff that when i spray someone if even if i'm upwind make sure you're uh, yeah even if i'm upwind it the fumes of that stuff getting on you feels like you have a sunburn I, it just it is nasty stuff. i was at uh for i went to school at u of m and when we won the national hockey championship there was just whatever the mini riot thing and of students and they they wouldn't disperse and whatever it was really fun as a student <laughs> And they ended up, I, I think that was not even a skin-burning thing, but, are, like, are there different kind of sprays? Oh, yeah. Or, okay. Pe- I think this was a big pepper spray type thing or something like that, but whatever the case, the, it went from very fun and jo- and everyone kind of, like, 
you know, swearing at the cops and waving their dick and just like it was funny in a way. And to just hysteria and fifteen people puking in a bar. Like just the mass puking was unbelievable. Take this party another level. The smell of puke was just like I mean seriously, it was disturbing. It what went bar from was fun you to post apocalyptic. It it was uh it was the library, or what was the library? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there was one guy that we always talk about because he's the funniest guy at that at that event, which was, so there was a big line with the riot police, and then there was a buffer zone, and then all the students who were standing, and some guy who's standing right at the front of the line jumped up on a mailbox and a pole, so he's up higher, but everyone, he's going, hold, hold, <laughs> doing the Braveheart thing. It was just like, fucking hey, man, I wish I would have thought of that. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, and then he got a knee in the back of his neck and was. <laughs> what? Um, so as a sheriff's deputy, so how? What I always think of rural stuff, I think of going onto those farmsteads and properties and what shit you must have to. Like I think that'd be almost the scariest is, you know, old coots. <laughs> <laughs> old coots or the Wait, old cooch or old coots. coots. Okay, a, I got it. Y- Old people. Oh, okay. You don't know what an old coot is? No, I don't know what an old coot is. Like old, a, a farmer. Do you think I was doing a racist thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, like uh, actually largely white. And uh, I don't know those old guys with fucking guns who oh, okay. who say, you know, get off my land. Yep. Like there's yep. people who care about their land. Yeah. I mean, we we have some sovereign citizens. and Sovereign? Yeah. But what is that? Is that a phrase you guys use? Uh, that's a kind of a anti-government movement. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, ba- basically the government has has no you know holds over them and they don't need a driver's license and they they have you know some fairly odd beliefs. Do they say that? Like, I mean, is that something you guys are briefed on and have to deal oh, with yeah. to know about? Yeah, they're they're all over the place, but really, we have a few around, so. Sovereign citizens. Yep. I got to look into that. Yeah, you should it, have one. That's on. interesting. They yeah, have, they have some interesting ideas, and um, you know, I I can I can respect people that uh, question authority. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's healthy. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have some some pretty pretty odd ideas, I guess. Yeah. Well, what's an example of that, or what what are the ones that you bristle at, you know, the most? Well, the the sometimes they'll view their wives as property so i can't be arrested for uh, for damaging my doesn't see anything wrong with that (laughs) get to the odd stuff bring it yeah yeah. tell me something weirder i have two things i thought of that you told me that one is the the girl the guy that got tuned up his girlfriend the other day but she deserved it oh yeah yeah she i that wasn't actually my call i just heard about it from one of my cohorts but uh and this this was quite a while ago but uh you know, usually I don't have much sympathy for a guy who's tuned up his his girlfriend, but uh, this, this guy worked uh, he worked road construction or something, so he's gone all week, and uh, she de- she decided that she was done with him, and uh, she took all his property at a goodwill or threw it away, and uh, drove his car till it ran out of gas, and signed the title over and left it, and uh, took all the money out of the you know checking account and. <laughs> She did deserve it. Oh my God! 
But see, here's the deal. I'm, 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 I think that's smart. That's yeah, what I would but do. No, no, no. Yeah. But if you're going to make a move like that, you got to vacate. You can't. You got to watch right. the yeah, yeah. yeah, You, you got to see him be angry. Yeah. You don't just go back and go, what'd you think be of home that? Watching TV. Right. I, I, huh? I would make that mistake, yeah. I think. Yeah. I would go back and be like, what, bitch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a, a bad cop experience, B? Like, I mean, what, you know, where, where, I've, I'm not asked about a rest up, but. Right, yeah, no, I mean, there was a cop downtown Minneapolis, actually, that was uh, the cop that was parked in the alley behind the bar that I worked at, um, and he would occasionally come into the bar when he was off duty, or I hope he was off duty, and he would be drinking, and there was one time he, like, asked to smell my neck. Oh, that's not And that. <laughs> And he and he showed me on his phone a bunch of videos like that he had I guess transferred over from like body cams or something of him like chasing down this guy with his gun drawn and he's so like pumped on it and he's so like thinking that this would impress me and I'm I just it's it was so That's strange I've never met I've actually. never met a cop like that I'm like I've heard of them but I've never really met one in real life yeah. and it, it is terrifying and like this is the guy that's in the back of like the alley I, it, was, yeah. it was really strange well it's like anyone like you were saying there's people you meet where you go like oh he's a bad apple I'm I'm certain you've probably in your life run across cops where you're like this guy shouldn't be a fucking cop so is there something Absolutely. you do to impress women like do you have a move like that, that <laughs> no, no I, your handcuffs clink 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 I carry my own handcuffs so that that's, doesn't that yeah, doesn't get does. <laughs> I didn't mean that because I know <laughs> I mean that yes, because she she's capable of that. <laughs> That's what I mean. And if you'd like to be arrested by her, we can use that as uh, Patreon content. So. Okay. Be a nice switch. Hey, did you? Uh, the other question I was gonna think is you. T- I asked you said one time that you hadn't killed anybody yet, and I asked you if you ever came close. And you had a pretty good story about almost killing somebody. Well, I guess a couple of them. You know, we don't aim to kill somebody it's more stop the threat you know is the the terminology but um, there's been a few times I've been very close to shooting someone um, what's the what uh, what is the closest I guess um, I've had two incidences where I've gone into a house and the person's been armed uh, the and refusing to put it put it down um, the first one was uh, a guy that it came in as a domestic, you know, which is pretty, pretty normal call for us. Uh, and go to a lot of those, and uh, not not really, you know, for us, not really something to get real worked up over. Um, but when I got to the door, um, the mom came to the door and said, "He's got a knife, and you know, he's holding his girlfriend in the back back room." And uh, she's like, "You can't come in." I'm like, "Oh yes, I can." <laughs> So I, I went in and uh, and he is he was holding her against the, against the wall in the corner uh, with with a knife to her throat and uh, I'm uh, you would get turned on by that sorry odd <laughs> spot <laughs> <laughs> but that's from another episode yeah sorry anyways I'm I'm aiming at him and then the the mom comes running back in and she's uh, yelling at me not to shoot him and uh, so I'm you know stiff arming her away with one arm and trying to get a you know a, a basically a clean shot at this guy because she's in the in the background and uh he finally he, he he dropped it you know this this whole event was you know probably less than 10 seconds it's it seems like a long time in my memory but absolutely and with someone the mom like having to stiff arm away or something that really would feel like 
insanity. Oh, yeah. And, and does your part? Do you have a partner there with you that is? Well, we're a you know we're a rural county. It's almost a thousand square miles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have I have someone coming, but he mm-hmm. wasn't there. Right. So, what what is the um, what like what's the most scared you've been as a as an officer? Um. Probably the the other one I went to was. Uh, it, it came in as a, another domestic, and uh, the I get there, and the, the dad is outside, and he's like, ah, my son's in there tearing apart the house. He was out here smashing my car, and he was throwing stuff out the door and whatever. And Okay. You know, it's, it sounded pretty quiet at that point, and I'm like, you're giving me permission to go in there, right? And so I went in there, and uh, as I'm uh, clearing the house, I come to a, a doorway with, a, like, a towel or, like, a sheet nailed up over it, and... I pulled the sheet back and, and looked in there, and the guy's uh, sitting there loading a rifle. And uh, so we have a little bit of a, a standoff at the door. I'm pointing my gun at him, and he's not actively moving to point it at me, but not putting it down either. Yeah. And, and realistically, you know, my training was I probably Put should, him down. probably yeah. should have shot him. Um, and uh, but I was I was like I don't you know there's there's a uh, there's not a wall that's going to stop a stop a deer rifle. Yeah. And there's there's no place to retreat to. You know, there's there's a big yard outside. You know, if if he decides to, you know, if I decide to run out the door, he can. You know, yeah. e- easily. So right. I'm, I'm like, you know, this this ends here, and uh, and he he put it down. You know, after after yelling at him a, a few times, and it turned out he had he had jammed it, so he he double fed the rifle. So. Really, it was it was out of out of battery, anyways. But uh, you found that um, afterward, obviously. That was after, after right? the yeah. fact. Yep. So. Huh? Did you? I don't know. Was that profound for you in a way? Like, oh my god, I could have died. You know? Yeah, like, it, it was. You know, it, yeah. it was one of those. You know, tra- training training was. You know, got a guy with a gun and she doesn't put it down. Is yeah. You know, pretty much. You know, shoot shoot now. Were you scared there? Like, I mean, you know, you know, it's those situations you train for, and you think about them, and and when they happen, they, you don't tend to get nervous about it until after the fact. Okay. Because it's uh, when you start doing the playing the what if game. Yeah, so. it just must be. Str- I mean, how many times have you pointed a gun, you know, at someone? Oh. I mean, like a thousand, or is it? You know, no, I would say I would say less or? than that, but probably okay. probably way more than fifty. I mean, I'm, really, I, I've been on the the SWAT team for a number of years. Okay, yeah, and you know, we we end up doing high risk warrants and that kind of stuff. Pretty, not not like a metro SWAT team, but you know, right. fairly fairly regular. How much has the like you know current culture, Me Too movement, whatever? How much has that changed how you interact with women on stops and stuff like that? Like, do you feel like you're on defense a little bit or scared? Like, I don't notice much of that. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I treat people with kindness and respect as as much as possible. And um, you know, if the if the situation is going to escalate or get ugly from there, it's it's going to be because the person I'm dealing with is making it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have you ever been threatened by people you're arresting, stopping, like in way, you know, like, oh yeah, whatever, various kind of threats. I, can I, think of I had a guy 
uh, tell me about where he, uh, where I lived and talk about uh, what my wife looked like. I was married at the time. Um, he told you about it? Like mm-hmm. he already had the info? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he he knew where I lived and he knew what my uh, what my wife looked like and said, ah, next time I see her out running, which she did do, he's like, I'm just gonna run her over. So, so how did that, what wow. what was behind that to make him? That was just a simple uh, simple uh, you know drunk driving arrest. And, and so then after that he went through that and he held that against you. Or was well, that during this, the This was the during arrest. the arrest and, you know, bringing him to the jail. Jesus, he had that info on him <laughs> while so. he was drunk? Yeah. Right. To have so. him recall that while he... That's creepy. So, well, it, it's, it's, uh, it always surprises me. Because we, we have take-home squads. So okay. So there's a, there's a squad car in my yard or in my driveway. And uh, it, it amazes me how many people that I don't know know who I am and, and where I live. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? Those take-home squads, they do stick out a lot. Yeah. I can think of them around my hometown. Like, I, I can think of the homes that have them. Sure. It's just, it's like you when you're driving around there, you go, oh, I better slow down. There's a, you know. What, what, uh, what is the most evil person you've ever seen while you're, I don't know, like, is there someone who struck you? Um, that's just Besides the baby puncher? I don't know. You know, just mean, someone where you go, like, Wow, this guy is a fucking cut above, like, truly human guard. Yeah, I've, I've had people that you just, you just feel like they're they're capable of anything with with no remorse or, or thought about it. So, has um, anyone said anything particularly chilling or whatever disgusting? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try not to dwell on it or, or really think about it too much, but uh, certainly. Uh, Certainly, uh, you know, I've, I've been with people that have, you know, conf- confessed to murders. Really? Yeah, so. What, like, uh, what kind of murders? Like, kind of where they're, is it like the movies where they're babbling in the back seat and it kind of comes out, or? Well, the one was, uh, I, I don't know if they ever did really figure out if it was some sort of weird sexual thing, but his, uh, you know, his buddy was kind of half tied up to a sawhorse thing and buddy yeah and uh he he stabbed that guy a bunch of times and you know beat him with a splitting maul and i mean it was it was wow and uh when 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 i arrested him uh, at the scene uh what was the call that you got for that like you know what did you think you were going into well it kind of came in it, it came in weirdly that uh accident. no it uh a friend a friend of these guys called and said i think something bad is going on over there i think somebody's been stabbed and so then we get there and this guy's you know not not coming back from that deal and uh how many <laughs> how many that's a wonderful understatement <laughs> how many times was he stabbed Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, fifty or whatever—a lot. Yeah, yeah. More, more than more than twice. You know? Right. <laughs> so, bunch bunch of times. And so. splitting mall, hit in the head. Yeah, he was he was pretty messed up. And that's like the kind of like the rounded metal hammer, correct? Well, it's kind of the. It's like an axe. It's a hammer on, with the axe on the other side. Yeah. Okay. So that's a. I mean, yeah, that's brutal. Brutal. And he he talked about. It being self-defense and <laughs> hey, Sorry. when you guys get get this guy out of here, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going back home, right? And it's like, no, I don't think so. 
Wow. <laughs> you have a new home now. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he ended up uh I think he ended up getting convicted on, you know, insanity. Really? So, yeah. He he had some he had some mental health issues for sure. Have you ever had a woman offer you sexual favors to get out of something? Not uh not specifically. Not while you're wearing your uniform. No, not <laughs> Not not specifically, no. Um, you, you've been, had them Are you sure you just didn't pick up on it? Or? Well, yeah, I'm 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 pretty oblivious to that stuff, so may, maybe. But you said not specifically. So I mean, was there someone you kind of thought like, God, did I pick up that signal? I think I could have fucked her. But yeah, there's it's it's I've had a few situations where you know it seems like they're trying to trying to hit on you or trying to work something out, and it's like nah, right? You know, but I, I have. Uh, at work, I have a pretty stern, professional demeanor, and it, I don't, I don't think I come across as someone that's gonna right. be, be uh, you know, uh, Open amen- to amenable to that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've had people try and bribe me. Have you really? Yeah. They like how pass often? you a twenty, like you do a concierge. Or how does that work? No, I don't care. Do they o- like hold their wallet open as they're looking for their ID? <laughs> I've heard that as a strategy. My ex actually. Had- tried to bribe a cop for a, a drunk driving stop really and he because the cop had already let us off like we were gonna go and then he was like here take this and it's a hundred dollar bill and i'm like what are you doing yes what a moron thank god he just he ignored it and was like that hey, makes you look so, so much guiltier oh yeah no we could way, way go to jail yeah that so was, how do they do that do they just try and well the guy i'm thinking of right now he he's like ah, i just you know, stop and I'll write you a check for a thousand bucks. I'm like, check, huh? Yeah, right. right exactly. <laughs> a traceable check. Thank you. I said, I'm sure do they try to play, pay it off? Play it off like, oh, can I just pay the ticket now, right to you, so I don't have to go to Ooh, court yeah, type of thing? Good way. That's yeah, a good I haven't, idea. haven't had that, but it's uh, but yeah, it's it, it occasionally happens. It's usually drunks, you know, that just aren't uh, aren't aren't processing well is there anything that would surprise people about being a rural cop that they don't understand or what do people seem there's something you wish well i you know uh, people people seem to think that uh in rural areas nothing ever goes on and that uh um you know it's like county of 45 to fifty thousand people we have everything that goes on in, in a city that size um, it's just that it's spread out all over the place and uh, when you live there, you just don't see as much of it. More places to hide a dead body. Yep. Exactly. More people with guns, probably, in a sense. At, at least country people, seems like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a gun safe in Most 75% of, yeah. of the houses out there. Yeah, it's um, going into a house with, with guns in it is pretty normal. I mean, most, uh, yeah, most, most rural people probably have a firearm. I've uh, got a question. Please. Sure. Um, so, and like I don't I don't want to say that, like I I'm not trying to be offensive, but I mean like, what do you think that um, like racial profiling has a place in what you do sometimes? Well, I think uh, I'm not I'm not uh, gonna say racial profiling, but certainly what cops do is profile. I mean they they yeah. pro- they profile everyone. And uh, to to think that e- even the most non-racist, non-biased cop isn't gonna profile based on uh, you know a little bit on on, on race, I think is naive. 
Yeah. So I, I think it's I think to some degree it's just human nature that you focus in on differences, and you, you know, w- whether you mean to do that or not. So do you do a threat assessment? I think it's the most, yeah the most complicated question. That's a good question because I think it it is like. Um, we, uh, I just talked to a guy who's probably going to come on the show who was a cop for five years and then he quit because he felt, and he was a North side cop, he's a black guy, and he just felt like so much of the racism that he experienced with his coworkers and stuff like that, and he said n- nothing was overt necessarily like the people. He felt like it was mostly systematic and there'd be a few bad apples and stuff, but, you know, he, he uh, but that's my take on it also is you just go, there are people in the world who look like criminals and i think in if you're looking at large numbers and you're going seven out of ten times that person is more likely to be a criminal than people who look this way it doesn't have to be race it can be any sort of you know uh whatever indication demographics you know whatever um it's uh and there are certainly there are certainly racist assholes out there yeah and i have no uh sympathy for them um so what is like who if you can describe like the worst cop you've ever met like the worst the ones that do take the bribes or whatever else uh well (laughs) um that's a tough one i've I've met some bad cops um i i knew one that was uh working with uh, a drug dealer to stop cars that the drug dealer just sold drugs to and then seized the drugs and then he would sell them back. Um, Smart. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Weird weird that didn't work out. Right. So, but, uh, and we've, we've had uh, some, some corrupt ones before and things like that and certainly some, certainly some unethical ones. So. Yeah. Do you ever see guys who just, like, to me, almost the bigger, of course, that's, shit is awful and, and more, but just, the guys who are just go into it for the power and the, you know, like the whatever. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, what percentage of cops do you think were bullies in high school? Um, or bullied and whatever. Yeah, I don't, taken I don't know. I mean, that's more of a sociology question, I would or psychology question. I'm not. I'm not sure on that. I'll take that so. one then. Be. I think it was. Right <laughs> were you bullied, or yeah. did you bully, or were you in? No, I was. Or? I was. A, I was a shy kid in high school. I have so. to say, you, uh, you know, you do strike me as the sort of cop that probably uh, we want more of. You seem well yeah. thought and the good you know, guy. Cop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fucking. It is a tough job, and I hate when people expect. I've been very much overall. I probably lean. I don't like rules and I don't like authority stuff that much and I, I don't like so I, I tend to lean maybe against but boy when I think of you absolutely need police obviously <laughs> and when I think of having to do the job myself and what I would probably turn into or be you know it, it's I'd like to think I would hold on to you know like somebody would stop you right uh, nobody would let you get all the way they'd be like this is an idea you had (laughs) you just try to fucking i don't know i mean think about deal i deal with the public selling fucking furniture or comedy shows i yell at the audience sometimes it's like imagine (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> I fucking call people out on shit all like yeah on a four minute set right. in right. three and a half you're done Dave goes up yeah. for a guest set in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crying. somebody's crying I can't take I hate fucking people who think they're self important and shit and I've seen many cop videos where you see someone stop for a ticket and they just go off on the cops that blows me away like the old again old coots who do the whole like ah, you stop me this bullshit one more time like god damn have uh so like now there's with all the body cameras we're starting to see more incidences with police and being more like shined a negative spotlight on them have you seen a difference in the police community coming together or either separating with people feeling one way or another about some of the police brutality stuff going on well um body cams certainly create their own set of issues um and and I, I'm not. I'm not sure they're, in, in some ways, great because you end up with, uh, you end up with a, a perception that everything's going to be on video, and if it's not on there, then you know it, it didn't happen. And I used to. I used to have a, a camera in my squad uh, that would face forward, and uh, when I did when I did drunk stops, I, of course, I would record those. And that uh, uh, it caused uh, it caused issues when you went to do your report because sometimes just due to the angle of the camera or of course I work nights so the lighting and some of that stuff you couldn't see what I observed from from where I was standing and so then you and sometimes you would think I, I should have been able to see that but. You, you just couldn't. So you, then you're in the position of putting it in your report and having a defense attorney say, "Well, I, I can't see it here. You know, I can see his feet, but you know, whatever." And you know, trying to make you look like a liar from from the camera. Um, and sometimes, sometimes maybe uh, it would have been just easier to leave that detail out. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I think police brutality. As a as an issue, there are certainly some some cases out there, and they are ugly. And but anytime you use force on on another human being, it's going to be ugly. And it just because it's ugly doesn't mean it's not justified. And this idea that unarmed people aren't dangerous is, you know, a, a misnomer. Um, and these. Uh, this idea that uh, you know cops are out there looking for you know black people to shoot is just I, I find it offensive. Um, it's uh, cops are cops are quite restrained in uses of force most of the time. There are certainly some in any job there are, are bad actors, and certainly there are some in, in this job. So, do you ever? Um like, it seems like one of the big problems is other cops um, hesitant, you know, to speak out against other cops. Is that something that you feel, or do you see that changing anytime soon? Um, I th I think in uh, you know there is there is kind of a a brotherhood sisterhood in law enforcement because of of what you deal with, and you know it is kind of a, a tight knit community uh, onto itself. And certainly, there's always going to be that inherent human 
uh, you know, reaction to, to not, you know, cause waves in, in my circle. Yeah. Um, so I think there are th- ways of, of working with, with that, but I think it's always going to be there to some extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just always think whenever these things happen and these ugly things come out, you just go, I don't need them to make some big statement or to do, but just to hear well, I don't say uh, that it is powerful sometimes, <laughs> like to where you go, like, okay, good, there are good, you know, you it's know, a I, tough situation. If I, uh, you know, if I stop, if I stop a cop for, you know, speeding a little bit or something, I'm not going to make an issue of that for sure. Right. But if I have a, you know, a guy I'm working with or whatever that's corrupt or doing something unethical, um, I'm going to speak out about it because I, I, you know, I, I live in, I live by my ethics. And, yeah. Uh, if if my ethics and my word aren't um, aren't worth something when it's difficult, then then uh, then what's it what's it worth in general? Really? Yeah. You know, as you, uh, it, it's it's easy to be ethical and conscientious when it's an easy situation. When it's the the difficult ones, when you're dealing with someone you know or you know, someone you work with or whatever, that's, that's when, you know, it's your moment to shine. Yeah. And it's, it's going to suck, but you gotta, you gotta do it. So, you know, a man who lives with a code, just like me. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, uh, that's, that's great. I mean, really, honestly, that's, it's so, I know that you probably live by a code because you said you did. (laughs) (laughs) There's really so few people who even have the balls to, to like say that, like, you know, what good is my word if I don't? Uh, like I, I couldn't even say no, that. People would go like, We're yeah. People would go like, just shut the fuck up, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, you can you feel know. it. Yeah, no, that's that is great. And you are. Uh, I wish you could be my personal cop, my <laughs> force where I go you kill get pulled my enemies. Over for like a speed. No, 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 no. Yeah. David will be here. <laughs> By the way, have you ever had that one, Danvid? Danvid, sorry. Uh, you ever have the thing where people pull in and go, "Do you have any idea who the fuck I am?" Yeah, and as soon as they tell me that, I know they're getting a ticket. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Have so, you ever? How about was this? it like a celebrity, or was it just somebody like locally? Like Local, I'm, uh, I'm on the school Alms board, Midden you should know or whatever. Yeah. Well, there was my dad's on the force. Yeah, no, I it's it's usually uh, I had uh, a judge's mother tell me go to Grant Lakes to explain who who she was at one point, and I'm like, well. Now, now you're gonna. Ha- now I'm gonna have to give you a ticket because if I don't, people are gonna think I didn't because of who you are. Right. I and, shouldn't have done and that. Really, she deserved it. But yeah. She was, you know, old, and I was, I was feeling kind of bad for her, and then she had to go and do that. But uh, have you ever felt good for letting someone off about something? Oh yeah. 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 It's been, you know, I'm I'm not gonna let someone off on you know a serious crime or anything. Right. But, uh, Murder. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a speeding ticket where, you know, I, you know, walking up to the car, I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm ticketing this person. And you get up there and, you know, they're running their kid to the hospital with a broken arm or something. I'm like, well, oh, sure. Slow That's the always fuck, my slow excuse. The fuck down. Yeah, you got to <laughs> snap your kid's arm. <laughs> you pulled over. It's really hard. Do you, uh, how about the women crying? How often does that happen? Um, on the line, in line of duty, or <laughs> like yeah, yeah, in your personal life, yeah, you make women cry a lot, yeah. Um, you know, arresting women is the worst. Is it? Oh yeah, 
because they're you are a good man just because of that <laughs> like anyone who love it guys you know you arrest you arrest even a guy you fought with you you know you after it's done, it's done, and they're like, ah, oh, sorry about that, you know, whatever. Whereas women, if they're in one of those modes, they will be bitches from the time you start with them. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to That's set it up. Was, yeah. That's why I feel bad because it. it's a girl. And, right. That's where oh. I was going. I love it. What a left turn. Yeah, they will. Uh, the most unpleasant arrests I've ever had have been women. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, they're just on you from the time, time so, you arrest them and telling you what a piece of shit you are and blah, 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 you know, the whole time it's just like oh shut up please oh it's just like mrs noah yeah. she does the same thing <laughs> just, uh, so does the like, uniform help you get chicks <laughs> um i don't date people that i met at work so it's like, usually they're in handcuffs yeah well and i, I work hot. i work nights and there's you know i don't i just i, I don't come but into contact with women you tell but, people you're a cop though right? but yeah i think it uh i think in my dating life when when women find out that I'm a cop, I think typically that uh, that moves me up a notch. Have so. you ever dated a girl and then you find like pot in her purse or something like that? And like, ah, oh, shit. No. I, one, now I got to arrest you, bitch. One, one of my... Uh, <laughs> Here come the handcuffs. Yeah. One of my ex, exes is, uh, you know, I, sh- I, I know she, she uses now, which is unfortunate, but... It, uh, but she, she wasn't when I was when I was around her. So. Right. Um, let's see. I, I had something else. What's, what's the like craziest excuse you've heard for somebody trying to get out of a ticket? Mm. Oh, I, I guess I had a guy who was like, I, I just really got to take a shit. I, <laughs> bullshit, that's not an excuse. That's, that's a I, real thing. I, I, especially I, if it's like a number 1.5. You, you know, like a, in the middle. I, like so I, I, have, I have a question to expound on that. So like I sometimes when I'm driving home, I'm like, I really have to pee so bad. And I'm like, if I get pulled over right now, like, pregnant. what what am I going to do? Because like either I'm going to be like, I'm going to pee on the side of the road and you're going to arrest me or you got to let me go. Like these are the two options that are going to happen right now. Or you pee your car. Well, my mom yep. did that. Really? Just she recently, peed my right? car. <laughs> peed in your car? Mm-hmm. What? I'm just because she, <laughs> she couldn't find a place <laughs> to pull over. And she was lost. And she, the GPS gave her bad directions, and she freaked out and peed she in my car. She was overwhelmed. Yeah, she yeah. peed like a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not cool at all. Did she told like... me not to tell my dad, so I'm just telling everybody about my dad. <laughs> Everyone yeah, else. absolutely. My mom peed my damn car. <laughs> I'm pretty pissed about it. B, have you gotten out of stuff? Because, For having like, your mega tits? Mega tits? Yeah, they're new. No, not no. yet. They're too new. You gotta start driving crazy to see if it does the job. <laughs> I'm gonna do that now. Do you ever? This is an honest question, and re- like really, this is a weird thing to admit. But have you ever like pulled over a girl and then you get up there and she's so hot that it flusters you a little bit, like where you're trying to? Oh yeah. I mean, I've yeah. Yeah. yeah I've... Yep. I bet that. I'm, when I'm you s- said you, uh, do you uh, <laughs> I had it on the stage. Match. Can I see your uh, driver's license? <laughs> you don't look like you Trying were going to look cool and on the <laughs> sunglasses on. I, I've I've uh, been on stage uh, for a show and like all of a sudden noticed a girl in the eyes are just like so hot that I started getting self conscious. Is that what happens to you? Is that about, why you? What? <laughs> well, you're just trying to come at me today. <laughs> No, but does it, it happen often or just? No, God, like really? ha- it's happened like one. Where did you stop the show and say about, you have discombobulated me with your gorgeousness? I had one other time where I thought I saw an ex-girlfriend who like broke my heart, like one of the first girls who I ever loved, and I thought it was her, and it 
exact same thing. Like I started thinking of everything I had said to this point in the act before then. Like, God, I hope I didn't mention my wife. <laughs> you slide your ring no, off. No, right, exactly. No, but you've, it's, I don't know. Like, you've never had something like that, Wendy, on stage? Like, just, I don't know. Some just, guy that's just so hot. Yeah. So hung that I could see from the stage. I used to kiss Wendy when I when I go on stage. I told remember? that story. That is the most terrifying story. So we should tell I've the story though. You've well, stuck your I told tongue him down. I didn't put my tongue. No, in yeah, because I told him. Remember how you said, "Hey, let's kiss each other" instead of shaking hands, and I was like, yeah. "Sure, let's do it like the French people do, like mwah mwah." And you went, "All right," and you understood it to me like, "Let's do a French kiss." And no, I, I didn't put my tongue in. You just, I know I didn't. Okay. Well, he didn't I kiss didn't. me like a French person, like a, a mama. It was a full-on mouth. Well, I kiss open mouth. Yeah. See? <laughs> no. But I did. I was doing the thing where I the like, gr- the where gra- I dipped Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a that. thing. And I, and yeah, I was still like 310. Yeah. It was kind of a feat. Oh, yeah. No, no I was acting like I was fucking you. <laughs> it, was like, it just took me by surprise. It had been a while. Afterward. It had been a while, Gabe. Yeah. I was taken by surprise. You had a little no. bit of a moment there. I had a moment. I had a forklempted. Yeah. Yeah. You were already in love with Mrs. Noah, so I felt a, mm-hmm. I felt a little... Shivery mm. in my no no place, and it was uncomfortable. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it was a good. It was a it was good a feeling moment. for me too. Oh, yeah. Really? That, People love it when they see me as a dominant sexual being Do on they? stage. I did. And how was that when you were getting off stage? Or he was who, coming on, and I was. On. So how'd your set go after that? He fucking nailed right. it. He was I like, think a, you need to start kissing more MCs. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> start looking at the guy, Alex Jeff. Guess what, buddy? This is how no, it's got to go Jesus down. <laughs> Who's a listener to the show? Thank you, Alex. <laughs> He's just the first one that came to mind because he. Uh... Do we have any uh, any audience questions? Oh, I didn't post it. We didn't post it. Here's an audience right. question <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Joey PP. Joey Piamonte. Joey Piamonte. He wants to know if you've ever you ever fucked tip? on duty. Oh, have you ever fucked on? Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm. I. Uh, despite not being a real rule follower in my in my personal life, I. Uh, Oh, that's, that's, a, huh? that's, a, that's a line I don't don't really you know. That's have you ever thought about it? Oh yeah. Do you fantasize about it when you jack I, I'm off? A, I'm a guy. Okay. You know? Yeah. Or do so. you wear your uniform while having sex? No, no. I, There's no like role play with too a, much respect for your uniform. The handcuffs. Do you I've masturbate I've played in with the handcuffs uniform before? If you ever like, as you're getting ready for your shift, you accidentally put your fuzzy handcuffs on your belt. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Oops, never mind. <laughs> or do you wear your uniform out in public, like to go to the grocery store ever, or like never. purposely run no. an errand in it? Hates I, uh, that. Why would you purposely? I n- because I if you're like, oh, I might meet star. a girl, like, oh, I'm gonna meet I this might girl. Meet a girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I you n- pick I up never, chicks uh, in your uniform. I never wear anything off duty that would identify me as a cop, except so. your face, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your yeah. countenance, yeah, and exactly. Your stance Every, and your you, voice, and your terrifying yeah. presence uh, that entered. You never, the, you were yeah. never a cop for Halloween. No, I, I hate Halloween. <laughs> so that's why I'm very busy. Because he's a cop. You, yeah. <laughs> Do, um, have you ever like? Has anyone? What's the hardest you've ever laughed on on the job? Ooh, I don't know. I've been around some pretty funny, funny uh, situations. Um, there's a, one. One of the guys I work with is extremely funny, and he's he's always cracking jokes about. He, he's got quite the gallows humor. So, yeah. And he. Uh, I don't even know if I can tell this story, but Let's try it. <laughs> you can try. We can cut it out if if you think it's not or whatever. Well, <laughs> we, we were at a hanging. And, uh, we uh, what? Hold on. 
at, what? A, at a hanging. Yeah. Like somebody hung themselves people. or like, yeah, they, they, like you're party. sentenced to hanging. No, they, they hung okay. themselves. KKK. So, <laughs> right. you know, like hung oh yeah, did I say I'm in the KKK? <laughs> <laughs> this changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and we had a, we had a new kid and uh, so we we cut him down and Chrissy, you want to you want to cut the cut the rope off and save the knot and some of that kind of stuff and uh, why why do you want to save the knot? It's just a forensics so, for like yeah, yeah yeah for evidence. Okay. So, um, but uh, he he stood around and was like, "Hey, you want to go have some long necks after this, and <laughs> we can hang out for a while." And, <laughs> and just one right after right. another. He's just one of those guys that just all you know one one right after another. It's like God, shut up. How high off the ground was this guy? Like, what's is he? At? I like, wasn't wasn't very far, but you know, further than he could tiptoe. And are you, okay, so it wasn't like well, so it wasn't like he like climbed up in a tree and no. Have you ever had anyone do a big jump hang? And no, do you catch the guy when you cut the rope? Oh, uh, that's yeah. Just let it drop. What's <laughs> the difference? <laughs> he also broke his uh, femur on the way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one's too new. I can't talk okay. about that okay. one. Okay. So, but uh, what's the uh, worst accident scene you've come upon? Oh. Let's, let's end with a super dark one. All right. Well, I'm a, I do uh, I, I, uh, sometimes work on the accident reconstruction team, so I go to a lot of the bad bad accidents. And uh, that's a cool job, by the way, accident reconstruction. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it appeals to the you know the scientific background that I have and analytical nature. But uh, we had one where the guy was going well in excess of 100 and there was three people in the car and he went off the road and hit a fairly substantial tree that cut the car in half and uh it ended up cutting both of those guys you know rip, ripping off, off arms and legs and everything else on them and it was pretty pretty horrific to the point where the the coroner got there and he's got the two torsos there and he's trying to line up you know legs with the right, right right person or whatever so that, that one was so pretty, it was just body parts yeah, was, all over the was, place it was yeah, well and the, the the one guy got ejected and got flung through like the high branches of a tree and it ripped off his the high branches of a tree yeah well they're going off they were I think, amazing. I think the estimate on that one was uh over 130 and of course, all those all those calculations are skewed low. So you know, right. going at least you know that probably quite a bit more. I think of being drunk when I was seventeen, eighteen, and driving like that. Like just what a fucking I'm idiot! I killed my right kid. Now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thing. So hey. t- clothes were torn off by the high branches of the tree. So yeah. So I got there and I almost I almost stepped on this like dick? torso. Is that when you he saw had, that big dick? <laughs> How was it? Was it shriveled at that point, or was it like oh. I'm driving really fast? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Do you think does the blood like go to the dick after someone dies? No, it does but for if, me. If, if you my uh, victims, if you have a serious spinal injury, it sometimes will. Really? Yeah, I forget what they call that. That's a there's a medical term for that. But if you have a spinal injury, a lot of times you'll have a uh, guys will have an erection. Rigor mortis of the. Uh, yeah, well, it's the last one they're gonna have. I think is kind of how that works, but. The final erection. Mm-hmm. So you're probably saying, "Don't waste this one. Yeah. Get somebody in here. This is the last one." Usually. Have you ever seen someone in so much like like where you want to put them down? 
like in so much pain where it's just like oh, that's good that's pretty pretty ugly question <laughs> oh i know but i'm saying that's have you ever seen him in that much pain like you know where you're just like oh my god put him out of his misery how are you still alive yeah that's like i get his leg ripped off oh so could you, you talk to, to him? him like i mean was he was he conscious? well i talked to him but he was screaming at the time so really yeah I talked to him, but he was screaming. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not the guy you really want for you know comfort on your bedside when you're having a unless a, you were just raped. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Good with rape victims. Good yeah. with rape victims. But that, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's different. So. Appendages. Yeah. So I don't. I hate don't you people. usually say when people ask you if someone's going to live and you're giving CPR, you're like, probably not. <laughs> oh, I I don't I don't sugarcoat that at all, and I, I these people that you know these trauma victims that are clearly dead and no amount of cpr is going to save them i think it's i think it's a yeah i don't think it's a service to the family to do cpr on them right i I don't i don't think that's helping anyone i don't i think it's given false hope where there there is none and uh and, and i don't i don't know why why they do it yeah quite frankly i had a guy drop a he dropped a motor uh, trailer home on himself, a big guy, and it put a trench through his chest that was at least six inches deep, all the way across his chest. And, wow. Uh, and he had been under there for at least 10, 15 minutes, clearly dead. They, they, they did CPR on that guy. I was just shocked, but it was a lot less paperwork for him to you know, die yeah. at the hospital than die there. So I was like, ah, all right. That's, that's one of the, we've done two paramedic podcasts, and both of them, that's one of the questions like you know how far have you brought someone back from like has anyone been dead for a minute and you got them back or something like yeah that doesn't happen very often no you said you work in wisconsin right yeah do you say there's ever a moment where you kick someone over to the minnesota side or to the illinois (laughs) side or down to another state well I, I, i did hear a story from one of our older guys that uh we had a suicidal guy jump off the bridge and uh and we're on the border, so the, the bridge is basically the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota. And uh, the guy had left his billfold, and it wasn't real clear if it was on the Wisconsin side or the Minnesota side. <laughs> Since those guys were there first, they kicked it over to the Minnesota <laughs> side, and we're like, eh, it looks like it's your call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was our episode with David. Thank you to David. Um, I'll say that we cut out the part where he talked about how much he hated horses. <laughs> But uh, I just want to give voice to that for David and let you all know he hates horses. But uh, his 15-minute monologue at the end about it wasn't quite good enough to make the show. (laughs) And uh, thanks to Wendy Mayberry. She's the best. Uh, She even took our original picture. Wendy's the best. Go see her shows if you ever see her name. All right, bye.